I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome into College Football Live. I'm Kelsey Riggs. And we're coming out the tunnel with this. We're five weeks into the college football season. So whose stock is up? Who's down? Who's staying the same? We'll break down some of the top 10 teams who went on the road this week. Plus, what a weekend it was for the SEC West. After a wild finish in Oxford, is there a new favorite in the West? We sort it all out. And what an emotional two weeks it's been for the Irish. It's Talk to Me Tuesday, so we're talking to defensive star Howard Cross III. That's coming up. College Football Live starts right now. Football Live, Desmond Howard, Greg McElroy, Kelsey Riggs, hanging out with you for the next half hour. And you guys, seven of last week's AP Top 10 teams faced road tests last week. And some of them were indeed tests. So let's start with the number one team in the country, and that is Georgia. Because despite a close battle with Auburn, Georgia is still number one. The Dogs rallied to win 27-20 to thanks to Carson Beck and Brock Bowers. That combo was outstanding. Bowers had four catches for 121 yards, and the game-winning touchdown all in the fourth quarter. And when you look at how things started, they definitely needed it. The Bulldogs have been slow starters this season with 17 points for and 17 points against in the opening frame. Last season, for context, they had a plus 102-point differential in the first quarter of the game. That was the second in all of college football. But this year, Kirby Smart's team has trailed each of its SEC opponents, South Carolina and Auburn, after one quarter this season. So let's take some stock of the these top 10 teams that are on the road this past week, starting with Georgia. And Des, is Georgia's stock up? Is it down? Or is it the same after what we saw against Auburn? Well, Kelsey and Greg, I think when you win back-to-back national championships, the standard is high, right? When you have top recruiting classes, top three in the nation every year, then the standards are very high, and the expectations are too. And I think because the expectations were so high, for Georgia coming to the season, I think that their stock is, is down right now. They just they haven't played to the level or the standard that you would expect. Like you just showed, that statistic right there, Kelsey. Um, s- slow starts in the, 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 the first quarter of games against SEC opponents, against South Carolina, and then again last week, Greg, on the road against Auburn. I mean, it's like, hey, if uh, Brock Bowers wasn't on the team and he didn't have a magical fourth quarter, they potentially would have lost the game against Auburn on the road. So just because the expectations are so high, the standard is so great, I think that at right now, based on what I've seen on the field, Greg, their stock is down. Well, they do have Brock Bowers, though. <laughs> I think that you know, that's the thing, Des, is the big question for me, not that they could defend Not that they would have great playmakers. Not that they might have an elite offensive line. The big question coming in is, could Carson Beck adequately replace 
Stetson Bennett. He's a different player. He has a different skill set. And I thought going on the road into a remarkably hostile environment, he performed really well in the ball game against Auburn. Made a lot of very difficult throws. Thought he really battled even when they didn't have great field position in the second half. Yes, he missed the throw down the right side to Oscar Delt. That would have been a touchdown. Yes, he had an interception that set up the first touchdown of the game on what I thought was a pretty well-thrown ball. It's just his receiver got beat to the spot. I thought if there was one question that I had coming into the season about Georgia, it was whether or not they could replace the quarterback. And Carson Beck, frankly, in his toughest test to date, Passed it with flying colors. Well, they might be challenged again this weekend as they're back at home, but they do welcome in a Kentucky team that is undefeated. They've won 13 straight against the Wildcats. We'll see how things go for them this weekend. Let's go to the number two team in the country because they were also on the road this weekend. Michigan, they handed Nebraska, handled rather Nebraska pretty easily. Scored on the first three possessions of the game, and the win helped Michigan extend their conference win streak to 17 games, the longest in the nation. When you take a look at what they've been able to do, it had some pretty dominant wins. Scoring at least 30 points and allowing seven or fewer in each of its first five games. That's tied for the longest streak to start the year over the last 50 seasons. The other two teams to do so, Florida State in 93 and Alabama in 79, who went on to win the national championship. So that says a lot right there. We're not ready to crown any national champions just here yet on College Football Live, Greg. But let's talk about Michigan stock. Is it up, is it down, or is it remaining the same? Well, it's up. And in part because the question I had coming in, could they adequately replace what they had on the defensive side of the football? And you think about the fact that they won 45-7 against Nebraska. That's great. But Nebraska had not been shut out at home since 1968. The more impressive stat defensively is that there has not been a play inside Michigan's 10-yard line all season long. That's an absurd stat when you really think about it. They, of course, held Nebraska scoreless for 55 minutes. They allowed the 74-yard touchdown run that really threw off most of the numbers as far as their averages over the course of the game. So, Des. Their stock is up big time because their defense looks every bit as good as it was a year ago, and the offense hasn't skipped a beat. Yeah, I agree with you, Greg. You look at Michigan, and don't forget, Coach Harbaugh was suspended the first three games of the season, so it was like coached by a committee, and they played well, but now they're starting to look like Michigan football. Two weeks ago against Rutgers, last week against Nebraska, both conference opponents. I love what I'm seeing from the offense right now. They're just... It's like they're trying to catch their rhythm. You know, J.J. McCarthy's playing very well. Uh, Blake Corum is, is playing strong. And obviously, Donovan Edwards is coming along strong right now. But you see, J.J. is one of the most accurate quarterbacks in all of college football. I mean, you look at his completion percentage, and he just has a great command of the offense. So, very impressed um, watching them play on the road against Nebraska. So, I would say that their stock is up. J.J. McCarthy's got multiple passing touchdowns in four of five games that he has played in this season. Definitely a team that seems to be on the rise. Let's take a look at one more team inside the top ten that had a challenge on the road. And that was number eight USC taking on Colorado. And after the Buffs couldn't compete with Oregon last week, 
They lost by a touchdown to USC. The Trojans led by as many as 27 points, but Colorado clawed their way back in. Caleb Williams, he threw for over 400 yards and six touchdowns, and the Trojans got their 17th straight win over Colorado. This USC team is off to its best scoring start in program history. The Trojans have scored 268 points, the third most by a Pac-12 school through the first five games of the season in the AP poll era. That trails only 2013 and 2010 Oregon teams. So, USC, stock up, stock down, or is this stock staying the same in your opinion, Des? Kelsey, when you look at USC, you understand that they have a special talent and Caleb Williams as a, the, the quarterback who won the Heisman a year ago. But then you look at the other side of the ball in that defense. I think the stock for USC right now is going down. Obviously, the offense is very impressive. They're going to score a lot of points. They're going to get a lot of, you know, gain a lot of yards on a bunch of teams. But the flip side, Greg, is to see the defense. See, seems like they have the same problems this year that they had a year ago. You know, blowing assignments, poor tackling out in space. So I will have to say that right now, because of the way that Colorado came back in that second half, that USC stock is going down, Greg. Uh, I agree with you, Dez. I'm selling right now as it relates to USC. Talking about a group that just gave 565 yards of offense, 318 yards after halftime. It's almost as if they forgot how to tackle in the second half of that football game. Two times, Colorado went the length of the field in five plays or less in 90 seconds. Then twice after that, they scored on two long, methodical drives. The thing that they just couldn't get anything right. I mean, Sanders was finding time in the pocket. Receivers started finding holes in coverage. Then you look at 262 yards for Sanders after halftime. And then against a rushing attack, by the way, which is what among the worst in the country, went for 193 yards. So they only had 223 in the first four games. And 193 against SC is not what you're looking for. So defensively, if SC wants to get to where they want to go, they got to take significant strides on that side of the ball. And they looked good in the first four, but, man, they came back to earth in a big way last Saturday. They're the only team in FBS that has not trailed at any point in the season. But when you're up 27 and then you let a team claw back in, definitely still plenty to figure out for them on defense. Let's take a look now at the AP Top 10, the latest one that was just released yesterday. This is College Football Rankings brought to you by Goodyear. Georgia retained its top spot while Notre Dame re-entered the top 10. Oregon swapped places with USC, but most of the top 10 remains in place after a lack of upsets that we did not really see in this past week. So, Greg, let's go back to Georgia for a second. Should Georgia still be the number one team in college football? No, not right now. Uh, One, they don't have the resume to reflect being number one in college football. You can tell me what they did in 22. You can tell me what they did in 21. But those teams aren't playing right now between the hedges and Athens. They have a big opportunity this weekend. It might feel very differently about how you view Georgia if they beat the breaks off of Kentucky. But the team that should be number one right now is Texas. Alabama's coming into their own, have played much better the last two weeks. Obviously, defensively, Alabama's really good. And Texas hung 34 on them. If you look at how their defensive line is performing, Des, they are constantly able to harass the opposing quarterback. And while this past week against Kansas wasn't necessarily a great reflection of what they might be able to do, Kansas had their backup quarterback in the game. Was there a lot that you could really draw from it? I don't know. But I think they have a chance this week on a massive stage. You'll be there, Des, with game day. I think Texas is the best team right now. 
but they do have a couple question marks that need to be addressed as well. Yeah, I agree with you, um, Greg, that uh, Texas should be number one right now. Uh, a very big win on the road against Alabama and Tuscaloosa. And you look at it, you know, what the what the defense has been able to do. You're right. You hit it on the head. A lot of attention to, to Quinn Ewers in the offense. But, man, that defense, they've been, be, been able to play lights out. And this is going to be a big test. Going up against Oklahoma and the Red River rivalry or the Red River shootout, whatever they call it this year in Dallas. Going up against this Oklahoma offense that number three in the nation as far as scoring offenses, averaging 47 points a game. Uh, Dylan Gabriel's been playing lights out, so this is going to be a huge test for the Longhorns defense. But if I had to pick a team that was number one right now today, it would be the Texas Longhorns. Massive opportunity for them this weekend. As Greg mentioned, college game day will be there. This is Texas's first 5-0 and start since 2009. That's when they last won the Big 12 and the last time they reached the national championship game. So some high expectations there. Still to come on College Football Live, Alabama A&M and Ole Miss. They had some big wins over the weekend. But which team stands out the most in the SEC West? Plus, Howard Cross third, whose strip sack helped seal the game for Notre Dame on the road against Duke, will join us on Talk to Me Tuesday. That's ahead on College Football Live. This can be a legendary scene. There is no set quite like it. Should be a great one at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas at the Red River Rivalry. 9 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. Make sure you hang out with College Game Day. Both those teams headed to the SEC next season. Let's take a look at the SEC West. Alabama improved to 2-0 in the SEC play for the eighth consecutive season, thumping Mississippi State 40-17. Jalen Milrow ran for two touchdowns while the Crimson Tide defense intercepted real Rodgers three times. Texas A&M's defense held Arkansas to 174 yards and sacked K.J. Jefferson seven times in a 34-22 victory. Max Johnson has thrown a pair of touchdowns in each of the last two games since taking over for Connor Wegman. And Ole Miss outlasted LSU in a 55-49 barn burner. Ole Miss scored its most points in a game against an AP-ranked opponent all time, while the teams combined for the third most total yards ever in an SEC conference game. Here's a look at the SEC West standings. Alabama, Texas A&M tied atop the SEC West as they prepare to meet College Station on Saturday. Then LSU Ole Miss stand third and fourth. Auburn, Arkansas, Mississippi State seeking their first league victory. So, Greg, normally I feel like this is a very obvious answer to this question, but this year, who is it that stands out to you so far in the SEC West? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, I believe the SEC West Championship game is actually going to be played this Saturday. I look at what Alabama has done the last couple weeks and how they've improved in tailoring an offense to really suit Jalen Milrow's skill set and kind of protect the offensive line that struggled a little bit in the first three weeks of the season. They've adjusted, but they're now going to be tested by a defense in Texas A&M that is flat-out unblockable in some spots. This defensive line is absolutely ridiculous. You just referenced it. Seven sacks last week. They also had seven sacks the week prior. They're second in the country in total sacks. They're first in tackles for loss. They're first in sack percentage. They're third and third down defense, and they're fifth in total defense. So this defense for Texas A&M has really rounded into form. They played terrible against Miami, but that was the outlier performance. Since that moment, they've played really, really well, Des. So I believe that the SEC West will be decided on the field in Aggieland this Saturday when Bama takes on the Aggies. Well, Greg, no one no one likes the Aggies like I like the Aggies, okay? I mean, I, <laughs> I like Texas A&M, but I don't think there's a dominant team in the West right now. But if I had to pick one, I would I would say maybe Alabama just because of the 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 way they've played lately, especially defensively. The jury's still out on Jalen Milrow. You know, he hasn't been forced to really go out there and score a lot of points because the defense has been able to play so great lately. But they're going to get tested, obviously, about tech, by Texas A&M. And then, listen, you got Nick Saban. There's any coach that deserves the, the benefit of the doubt. Is Nick Saban, but I agree with you, Greg. Yeah, Alabama versus Texas A&M. That's going to be for the for the SEC West, and I'm excited about that matchup. It's going to be a great one this weekend. We have so many good ones to look forward to in Week Six. The SEC, of course, the only conference that has sent teams to every single college football playoff the last nine years since the start. Time now for our BMW Ultimate Performance of the Week. It goes to Notre Dame defensive tackle Howard Cross III. He was outstanding from start to finish in the Irish's fourth quarter win over Duke. He finished with 13 tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, and that sack and forced fumble that really iced the game away. He's this week's Benaric Player of the Week for the top defensive player in college football in Week 5. And Howard Cross III was with us now for Talk to Me Tuesday here on College Football Live. First of all, Congratulations, a great individual honor and a massive bounce back win for you guys on the road this week to come out of this one on the right side of things after what I know was an emotional close loss the week before. Howard, what does this win say about this Notre Dame football team? Uh, It means that we're still here. Uh, We got a lot going on uh, and we're ready. Uh, We looked at last week and we understood we could have done things better. We made it a point this week to make sure we minimize mistakes. We went out and we can do what we were supposed to do. And that's what we did. You did, and you come out of this one with the win, but you individually also. You got pressure on Riley Leonard right out of the gate. You end the game with the sack and the forced fumble that we just talked about. Why were you able to have such success in this game? Uh, I was only able to do what I've been doing uh, because of my Uh, D-line. They've been pushing me, and I can't do what I do without them doing their jobs as well. 
Um, and also I'm going to give a shout-out to the scout team online. Uh, they're, they're getting on me all week, uh, making sure I was doing what I was supposed to do, and uh, I couldn't really have done anything without them. Here's the crazy thing. You were sick in this game. I read a quote where you said there were like four or five plays where you couldn't even breathe, but your dad, a former <laughs> NFL tight end and Super Bowl champ, says, do you run it out, you'll feel better, which, of course, is always the answer. So what did dad have to say about, uh, about your performance after the game? I mean, he's always proud of me uh, if I have a game like this. Uh, he's a big uh, advocate for running to the ball no matter what. And uh, I'm sure that even if I didn't do anything else, he would, he would have said you could have run a little harder to the ball. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I looked at him in the stands, and I'm like, I do not feel all that great. And uh, the only thing I could see him saying was, if you want to feel better, you better run it out. So, Well, because if you do that, then you get this end result. Maybe you should, you should play sick more often because you were just outstanding out there. You guys are going to have another tough challenge because you go to another undefeated opponent on the road this weekend as you head to number 25, Louisville. As you're starting to break down film on the cards, I know it's early in the week, but what are some of the different challenges this high-scoring offense presents this week? Um, the quarterback is really good in the pocket. Uh, even when he gets pressured, he doesn't seem that really phased with it. Uh, their offensive line is really good, uh, as well as their running backs. They know uh, they know where to go. Uh, they can find the places where uh, there's openings, and they make the team pay for it. So we're going to make sure we focus on that this week and uh, do what we've been doing every week. Well, I hope for your sake that you're feeling much better, but also what an impressive performance all the way around last week. Congratulations and best of luck the rest of the year. Thank you so much. All right, still ahead on College Football Live Saturday had it all from the insane comebacks to the crazy one-handed catches and the field storming. Put a bow on week five after the break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Saturday, number 12, Oklahoma takes on number three, Texas, Oklahoma, trying to avenge last year's shutout loss, noon Eastern on ABC and the ESPN app. It's time now to check on the Capital One rewarding performance, and Caleb Williams leads the voting after his 406 passing yards and six passing touchdowns against Colorado. But Ray Davis not far behind. Don't forget to get your vote in on YouTube.com slash at ESPN CFB. Speaking of big performances, check out this amazing one-handed grab by Bowling Green's Finn Hogan against Georgia Tech on Saturday. Impressive stuff. But, Des, we saw a good one from Florida's Ricky Pearsall last week as well. Which one was better? I have to go with Florida's Ricky Pearsall, and this is why. Because when you're about to get hit, the body has a tendency to, to tighten up a little bit, and sometimes you can even get gator arms. 
and Pearsall know he was about to get sandwiched between two defenders, yet and still, he grabbed it, brought it in, took the hit, and maintained control. So I think that that was a better catch because the level of difficulty when you're knowing you're about to get the double whammy. He had guys draped all over him. Here's another stat. Entering Saturday, FBS teams had lost their last 892 games when trailing by 25 or more through three quarters. That is not, Greg, what we saw from Baylor. They trailed by as many as 28, down 25 in the fourth quarter. They win. Greg, how impressed were you by this comeback? Amazing. Just absolutely amazing. You get the interception, you get the fumble, and you put together 10, 11 play drives. And Monterey Baldwin, 5'9, 168, 36 yards to the house, man. Super awesome performance by Baylor. Man, you got to be just dying if you're UCF. One more video you have to see before you go. And check out the security guard from Ole Miss as fans rush the field, doing his best. I mean, one guy versus all of the fans. But then all of a sudden, <laughs> the poor the poor lady at the very end. The video just ends there because it's like, oh, gosh, did he just do that, Des? I mean, my man's trying. Yeah, she got a little too close. She got a little too close. She got to <laughs> duck and dodge. Oh, watch out. We'll see you tomorrow.